What's going on? Welcome back to another podcast. As always, my babies, you already know what we're going to be talking about today. If you're clicking and rattling in the background and that loud-ass fan, it's my PlayStation. (laughs) So don't mind that. Anyways, so continuing the topic of shadow work. I don't know how long this season is going to be, but probably not super long. Just because I know that... You know, I don't want it to be extra long. And because shadow work is kind of something that you have to go through yourself in order to understand it. So, I can give you all the examples and things that I know, but only you are going to be able to help yourself. So, also if I pause a lot, just know that I be focusing on my game and shit, so just excuse that. But, you know, sometimes I just gotta go in on the game. Anyway. Alright, so back on topic. Back to what I was saying. So, shadow work is something that you're gonna have to go through to experience for yourself. Because I can teach you ultimately what I know. But you're not gonna realize things until it literally impacts you directly. So, I can only give you bits and pieces. And shadow work is something that's going to be difficult just because by nature when you go through things that hurt your feelings, it's hard for anybody and everybody. Like, that's just life. So, I don't know how the fuck I just died in this game, but I just died. Anyway, so... For this one, I didn't really have anything planned, obviously, just because I want to speak from, basically, my motherfucking soul and shit. And, so, for this, I just want to kind of just give examples of what I experienced when I was going through my shadow work because shadow work is different for everybody like everybody has different trauma even if you have like I don't know if you believe in twin flames and shit like that but you and your twin flame have the same trauma but it's obviously not the same like you went through parallel versions versions of what the other person went through so even if you met somebody who's your exact fucking opposite it wouldn't be the same just because it's not the same like you're never going to experience the same thing twice and people can't really help you with that so what i experienced just to get right into it because i feel like i'm kind of like pushing this back is to basically describe all of the things that i was trying to get into the nitty-gritty of and the majority of those things was stuff like looking at all of the things that happened to me as a kid and basically putting use to those things and when I say use I mean like you obviously go through really traumatic events when you're a kid but you don't really realize that they're traumatic until later on Because you're a kid when you experience these things. So it's different when you finally realize these things as an adult. And you have a lot of profound experiences 
being an adult with all of the trauma that you've experienced because a lot of people won't even realize that they went through something traumatic and take that as a personal coin because I went through shit that was traumatic but I didn't even think it was traumatic just because I'm like nah I can't be like I didn't go through anything I didn't experience anything but you did and you're that's the whole basis of why you do shadow work in the first place to acknowledge all of the hardships that you experienced And also, sorry for the pause. This kid's teabagging me like they're good at the game, but I'm in the middle of a fucking podcast. <laughs> so anyway, basically, you're just going through everything, right? And so in the midst of everything, the best advice that I could give you is obviously to be patient and to know that everything does get better, although it doesn't feel that way. And the majority of the days that you're going through the shadow work, you're going to feel like it's not really working or that it's just really difficult and the difficulty means that it's fucking working so have something that will have an impact in a way that will make you feel like you're winning like and obviously make these healthy habits like for example if you feel like the things that you're experiencing is just really depressing. Have something that will lift your mood. That's why I was talking about journaling in the first uh, episode. Just because journaling really, really helps you into, like, in retrospect, look at the bigger picture. And you need to be able to look at the bigger picture. That's why most of these are kind of repetitive. Because you should be focusing on not necessarily the end goal, but you need to have a goal and focus on that goal because achieving that goal is going to be hard if you're not if you don't know what the goal is you feel me like if you don't have something to work towards whatever you're working for feels meaningless like let's say you're going through your shadow work and you're like, fuck, everything is super depressing, life is just really depressing. Like, I got really deep into this shit. I was like, why do we exist? Why do I exist? Better yet, why, you know, do humans as a whole exist? Why does Earth exist? Like, I was getting really, really, really deep into this shit. So, I guarantee most people are not going to go that deep. But there is moments where you feel like, the best way I can explain it is like, there's no hope. And when you feel like there's no hope, you need to have things that make you feel hopeful. If that means having a project that when you're done, you know it's going to be something impactful for your life, then work towards that. If that means watching the sunrise, then do that. If that means watching the sunset, watch that. You feel me? You need to have certain things that make you hopeful. Because hope is kind of ultimately what drives your happiness until you have the happiness cultivated, if that makes sense. Like, there are certain things that as a person you can't really invoke the feelings of. Like, I remember talking to 
a lot of dudes during my shadow work and I used to ask them a lot of deep questions about just like how they get themselves to feel certain things and they'd say well it's not the exact same as if somebody else gets you to have those feelings and when you yourself are not in control of what you're feeling then when you feel sad you, there's no escape for you because you need somebody else to make you happy when you should be able to do that yourself so there's a level of not being in control as much as you feel you should be and that comes with a whole mix of things like that feeling of not being able to trigger certain emotions in yourself might piss you off or might make you sad or might make you feel some type of way but that's the whole reason why you do shadow work in the first place because shadow work is you looking at all the things that's ever triggered an emotion out of you and realizing why that happened because it's all internally inside of you like when you went out and let's say, let's say for example, let's pretend together. Let's pretend that you were a kid and you had a wish list, right, for Santa. And Santa brought you a puppy or your parents brought you a puppy for Christmas. That's going to make you feel happy. That's a trigger to make you feel happy because you got something that you wanted, right? But you need to feel happy without having the puppy. So you learn to do that for yourself and that's what shadow work does for you shadow work is saying hey you got this remember when you got this puppy remember that feeling here's why you had that feeling and here's how to control having that feeling and being able to invoke that feeling without needing to buy a puppy and shadow work is something that you're really gonna have to you're really gonna have to discipline yourself when it comes to like for me I was I wanted to smoke all the time and that was my way of escaping the shadow work that I was dealing with and escaping the feelings that I couldn't control because ultimately you really really can't control your feelings as much as like you trained yourself to because something's always gonna do something to you you feel me you might not explode like for me there's always going to be certain things that piss me off. But what I can control is whether or not I explode. Right? Explode or I don't explode. Meaning, if somebody's being rude and they're, let's say I'm in a store. In line and the person in front of me is yelling at this cashier. That's going to piss me the fuck off. But I can control whether I react or bitch slap this person in front of me who's yelling at the cashier or not right so that's what you're learning to control you're not learning to control the feelings itself because that won't get you anywhere really unless you're trying to be a monk which I think monks can inherently control their feelings which is why they're monks but that requires a whole different level of discipline and for the average person in Western culture you really don't need that level of control because as long as you can control whether you're bitch slapping people or not the rest is not really that serious, if that makes sense. So, with that being said, you don't really think of shadow work like this. You're working towards a goal of being better yourself, bettering yourself. That's your goal. So you're doing small, tiny steps along your life, along the way, to get yourself to this point where you're like, wow, I feel really good about myself. I feel really good about my situation. 
maybe not even your situation because I was in a good place. I am in a good place, but my circumstances don't reflect that necessarily. You feel me? Like right now I don't have my own room to sleep in. And to me, that's not where I want to be, obviously. So that's why I say my outside doesn't reflect that. But I myself am in a good place. You feel me? So all this other thing, all these other energies don't really affect me like they used to. Like if I didn't have a room, I'd be pissed, right? But right now I have a level of control where I'm like, you know what? I don't need to have a room because at the end of the day, I am what makes me feel good. And working towards the things that I want is what makes me feel good. And if I have to sacrifice having a room in order to follow my dreams, then that's okay with me. You feel me? And if I have to go back to a job so I can financially support myself along this journey of trying to chase my dreams, then that's okay too. And I'm not going to be angry at the situation or circumstances because I myself know that those negative emotions only arise when you need to learn a lesson. And that's what shadow work does. You basically are going through this never-ending pot of fuckery and learning that the fuckery is not actually that bad. And that's what shadow work is teaching you. And along the lines, people can direct you and show you and teach you, but ultimately you're the only one that's going to go through your personal pot of fuckery. Like, let's say I stub my toe, and to teach you to not stub your toe would be counterproductive because you don't control whether you stub your fucking toe. You feel me? Like, you can avoid it at all costs. I can teach you how to avoid it, but at the end of the day, if you're running and somebody throws a fucking chair in your way or somebody throws a pole in your way, something happens where it's in your way, boom, you stub your toe. All of those things that you did to try to prevent that from happening, it happens. Like, there's just certain things that you can't avoid and bad things just happen to be the thing that you can't avoid. So shadow work is really just maturing. It's really getting into that little kid that lives inside of you and acknowledging all of the toddler thoughts that you're having because really it's a mentality of a child to be like, fuck everything, fuck you, I'm sad, everybody conform to me being sad because fuck this world and... I need to be special and boop 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 boop, you know? And learning to be okay with all of those facts and all of those things because you're really not in control ever. And so you have to really be okay with all of those things. And that comes with time and that comes with trying. And you have to learn to try and to be happy with the fact that you're trying. And obviously that takes time to mature and grow and age and all of the things. That's why I say journal because journaling is going to help you look back at your progress and it's going to help you with realizations and you're going to have a lot of realizations for yourself and you're going to get to a point where your inner child becomes a teenager and that teenager is going to be really fucking mad at everything like really mad at just a lot of things and you're going to want to fucking set this world on fire and you have to be okay with not setting the world on fire. And sometimes people live out of that. So even then, it's not that serious. You just have to learn to be okay with yourself. Because yourself is really the only person that matters. So you have to make your world known to that fact. Like, you have to know that fact yourself. And if you don't know that fact, then you teach yourself that fact. 
And that's the whole reason that you do shadow work in the first place, because you need to learn that everything's everything's going to be okay, everything is okay, and how to deal with what doesn't go your way. And so with all those things being said, I can't really teach you, teach you everything that you want to necessarily know. So what I can do is just be here with you while you're experiencing all this fuckery and all this bullshit. So, with that being said, you know, I'm gonna just change topics and steer courses to a different path just because I want to teach you more. And in me teaching you more, that means that I just kind of have to be here for you like a big sibling because shadow work is something that you have to experience. And I can't necessarily show you or teach you or do anything that won't benefit you. And if I'm teaching you how to do something, then does it really benefit you? It doesn't, because you're not going to learn that the stove is hot until you touch the burning stove. So with all the things that I said, I hope that that's helpful because ultimately that's as far as I'm able to go with that. So on my next kind of like, not necessarily next subject because I don't want to like go into too many different things, but I also don't want to repeat myself and just keep on speaking on the same thing because shadow work is just basically learning to be okay with yourself and all of the feelings that arise within you and learning to basically be mature like that's really what it is and so anyways back to what I was saying about you know moving past that so for today's all I really felt all I really feel like talking about is just getting to a place where the shadow work is hard but it's necessary and learning to appreciate all that the shadow work is and that means acknowledging and appreciating the I guess the bullshit that comes with life because that's what you learn to do. And also I apologize for pausing. You know I'd be playing this game. Be focusing and shit. So. I'd be trying to share stories with my friends while we're in a party. And I just like can't. Like I can't focus. And that shit kind of makes me laugh. Because it's just a game. But. I'd be like mad focused, like you don't even understand how focused I am. Oh my god, I'm getting triple teamed, bro. Anyway, so like I said, I don't really want to repeat myself. So moving past the topic of shadow work, it's not really moving past. I just want to kind of distract you from the fuckery that is shadow work because shadow work itself is really difficult to deal with and it's not something that you want to be thinking about 24-7 because then it just stops your overall I don't want to say it stops your overall growth 
but in a way it kind of like makes a buffer for progress. And the reason I say that is just because you don't want to be thinking about the bad things all the time because then it just brings more bad things. So that's why I say let me kind of distract you and not in like a a unhealthy type of distraction. You feel me? Like a distraction where you need some something to be happy about. And even if that something doesn't feel like something you should be happy with. So I hope to distract you also. I really apologize for the pause. I just be really fucking focused during this game and None of my teammates can get a fucking kill, so I'm just fucking doing this shit about my damn self. Alright, so I died in the game. <laughs> so we're good. Now I can distract you. So some things that I did to distract myself in like a healthy... I want to do... I want to say a healthy productive way, but it's not like productive because distractions are just distractions. So it doesn't really fucking... It, I don't want to say that it doesn't matter, but it's like different, you know? So... The ways that I would distract myself healthily is by drawing, but as I was drawing, I kind of realized that the effort of drawing kind of irritated me. So I started doing really simple things like I'd go out with my cousin to the grocery store and just listen to her. And my way of like getting away is by listening to other people and just basically asking basically asking questions because I myself am like I don't know I just really enjoy really deep topics and like deep talks and I think that's why I got really really deep into this rabbit hole of like shadow work and all this stuff so something that I've been doing a lot of research on obviously you know is numerology and I was doing my number chart and a lot of the things that drive my excitement and my happiness is spiritual shit like spirituality and all that and that itself really 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 excites me makes me enthusiastic makes me excited for what's to come makes me just really excited in general like it's where I get all of my excitement all of my enthusiasm all of the things and I really fucking love that shit it's really fucking fun and exciting and anyways cuz I begin fucking distracted in this game anyway so another way that I would distract myself is Basically, I like playing video games, and I feel like it doesn't really harm anybody because I don't really scream. Like, obviously when I was a teenager, I would fucking scream at this shit like crazy. Like, I'd be like, what the fuck, teammates? And I still kind of do, but it's not to that extent of, like, it's not super crazy. And not super, super serious. And I also don't really recommend video games just because they are really rage-inducing. And 
I mean, obviously, unless you're one of those people who's really calm no matter what, then I guess it really doesn't matter. But if you're somebody like me who gets pissed off really fucking easily, then don't play video games. I don't recommend video games. Anyway, moving past. So, I've been doing a lot of spiritual research on new Hoombers. And all of the things that come with numbers. So, cucumbers. So... With that, I have this app that basically tells you, like, your numerology chart and all that shit. And one of the things that I do based off that, like, one of the things that I use it for is affirmations. And affirmations are, like, a really healthy way of distracting yourself Bro, I always get shitty ass teammates and I'm playing with one of my friends, I got 15 downs and the person, the other three people on my team got 8 downs, 6 downs, and 10 downs, so like, what the fuck. Anyway, so affirmations are a really good help for shadow work just because I'm gonna, I'm gonna kind of go back and forth on this because I think they're helpful, right? Because in a way they are helpful. But they're only helpful if you yourself are hopeful. Like, if you are hopeful that your life is going to get better and you're saying these affirmations that are really positive and positive inducing and really healthy, then you're going to be excited for them. But if you're just really negative and you're saying these positive affirmations, you're going to be like, I don't fucking believe this. Why do I I keep saying this shit if it's not fucking working? And you kind of, like, hinder yourself. But obviously, I don't want to fucking keep talking about this. So, more positive subject is just basically talking about how it feels to be done with it. Not wow. I say done. But that's more so, like, you're never done. So, I don't want to say done, done, but what I do want to say is you built a foundation, right? So when you build a foundation, like I've built my foundation off of shadow work, I got to this point where I'm like, holy shit, like I am really the shit and I don't mean to stroke my ego, but I should. Because as a person, you deserve the best. And if you don't believe in yourself to be the best, what do you get? You get what you give. And if you yourself don't think you deserve the best, then that's why you attract these these situations where you don't get the best. So I've been really having a lot of realizations where I'm like, holy fuck, like I'm really that bitch. Like, let me give you a story time. So when I was going to school, this girl... This isn't like the first or last time that this has happened to me, but this is one that really made me like, I'm not going to lie to you. I have this thing in my own shadow work where I feel awkward when people like me, which is weird because a lot of people like you. And that feeling of having that person, knowing that this person likes me, makes me feel weird. Because I'm like, ugh, like, 
you like me like i don't understand why but it's not even that it's just that i feel fucking weird because i'm like e like i don't i don't know how to accept this right and that's really my own shadow work for me when people like me i'm like i i don't know how to accept love or accept that except when people like me so i'll run away and this girl used to come into my classroom and play with my hair and obviously i couldn't leave my my class you feel me so i was stuck you feel me i was, i couldn't do anything about it i couldn't go anywhere so i was stuck accepting what is happening to me which is that this girl really liked me and was trying to be my girlfriend and i had not i had literally not even met this person yet like the only reason she knew me was because her roommate was my mentor and so that's the only reason that she knew me and she came up to me while I was in class obviously playing with me touching my hair being really flirtatious and all the people in the room like all the guys in the room would dap me up and I'm like don't fucking dap me up you fucking whores you fucking men whores and I think that was another piece of like me not believing or wanting to accept the love because I'm like, ugh, like these dudes really enjoy that shit, so I don't want to enjoy that shit because I really don't like these people. And it was always the like really grimy dudes who would dap me up. Like it was this dude with long, greasy fucking hair and this other dude who swore he was a gangster and. Just a lot of dudes who were just grimy would dab me up. And I'm just like, uh, don't fucking do that. Like, I don't like you. And I don't want you to do that. Because that to me is really awkward. And I'm already having difficulty accepting the fact that she likes me. E anyways. So. Me, I really enjoyed the attention that she was giving me. I just didn't know how to accept the feelings that were coming with this. So, this is, you know, where I get my hot shitness feeling from because I'm like, I am really dabby. Anyway, so. The attention was something that I was never used to just because I myself always ran away from the things that happened to me like that. Like when things happened to me of that nature, I'd run away from the situation. If Even if it was a, you know, a dude or a girl, I just like ran away from that whole situation as a whole just because I was like, e like, it's just weird and I just don't know how to accept it. And so when I was experiencing that, it was very... Like, that was the thing that triggered me into moving past that part of myself because I couldn't get away from it. Like, I was stuck in this class. There was no way that I was going to escape this girl. And I lived on campus. So even when I was out of class, she could literally just go knock on my door and ask me if I wanted to hang out. Which she wouldn't do because she wasn't allowed in my dorm. But she would have her roommate be like, hey, come out with this person and meet me at this area of the school and I'm like damn like I can't get away because all the people that I hang out with hang out with her and it's just weird so 
I kind of came to this conclusion that I was like, you know what, I actually kind of like this attention, right? I like, I liked the whole idea of like, wow, this person really likes me, and well, I don't know if I like them because obviously I don't know them, but they they obviously find me attractive if they're coming after me, and they want me to be giving them attention. So I was like, wow, this is kind of cool. Like I've never really experienced it, and I've never accepted it, but now that I if, have accepted it. It's not that bad, and I'm really enjoying this, but obviously I was really scared still, so like I didn't really go out with this person, and I didn't really really hang out with this person, but she would always find me, and I'm like, dude, how the fuck do you know where I am? Like, anytime that I was in a class, she just knew where I was, but obviously it was because we all went through the same classes. Like, when you first get to that school, you go through this thing called uh, uh, career preparation, and everybody has to do it, so... Everybody does it, and everybody knows what class they're in. Like, if you're a new person, they know what class you're in. Because we've all went through that class. And every new person goes through that class. So, while I was going through that class, she knew where the fuck I was, when I was there, and, you know, time, date, place. She knew everything. So I was like, fuck, I can't get away from this person, so I'm just gonna accept the fact that she likes me and enjoy this attention because I don't really get it as often as most people just because you know gay gay girl things like i don't know i don't think i get a lot of attention some people say that i do get a lot of attention but to me i don't get a lot of attention like compared to most people i know i don't really get that much attention so to me it was kind of new and just being around this person i was just really intrigued by like most things just like i don't know i'm just a people type of person and i always ask a lot of questions i always ask these people who they are what they do what they like to do what they enjoy and stuff like that and that wasn't the first time that somebody had given me a bunch of attention wow you know like i couldn't get away from it so that was where i kind of realized that like you know what i must be attractive for people to just throw themselves at me like and girls really be throwing themselves at me, which is what I learned as a gay person. Even straight girls have thrown themselves at me. And I'm just like, I think it's weird just because I don't really have that happen often. Like, I do have it happen a lot over a long period of time, right? Like, it's happened a lot throughout my life. But it's never happened a lot in during, during like, a month, during, like, a year. You feel me? So that's where I was like this is weird like it was a lot of people too during that time so that's where I was like you know what I have to be somewhat decently looking if all these people like me and I have to be somewhat of a pleasant person for them to continue to chase me even after I tell them that I don't want to be with them so that's where I was kind of like I boost it boosted my ego just to look back at that and to do shadow work through that because I realized that the reason that I ran away was because I had a fear of intimacy and the reason I had a fear of intimacy was because I was never really I don't want to say I wasn't really cared for but I wasn't really cared for as a kid and that's the trauma that I've experienced that like I was ignored as a kid and I was really neglected like I didn't really get taken to the hospital I wasn't really close to any of my relatives 
And the one person that I did want to be close to really pushed me away and pushed me away and pushed me away all the time. So I was really never close to anybody. And like I wasn't really close to my mom just because she had a kid after me. So she was focused on raising that kid. But even then, you know, that kid was pretty fucking neglected as well. But anyway, just a bunch of fuckery that I've experienced because, you know, nobody's fucking perfect and I'm not going to blame my family for my lack of intimacy, but that's where it stems, right? So that's where I had my realization where I was like, holy fuck, I'm afraid of getting close to girls. (laughs) And after I realized that, I was like, you know what, let me go out and try with people and try to get close to girls again because that was something that I ran away from for a long time like a long time and you still get pots of fuckery like don't get me wrong like there's girls who really really like me and I don't really like them and you know we can be friends and then there's girls who I really like and they don't really like me, and then we are friends, but nothing really happens. Like, they don't talk to me, I don't talk to them. So it's not really like we're friends. It's more like we just know each other. And I don't like that. Because my whole point is trying to get close to people, and people push me away. And that's the people that I am drawn to, the people who are like, oh... You know, like, yes and no, and yes and no, and hot and cold, and hot and cold. And I myself am hot and cold, so I attract people who are hot and cold. And I was talking to this one girl, and we were... We clicked, like, instantly. And I had never clicked with anybody before, and that shit scared the fuck out of me. That scared the fuck out of me, and I, like, basically friend-zoned her, because I was like, yeah, no, like... We ain't having this. And it's crazy to me because she was in the same friend group as this girl who would follow me to classes and play with my hair and laugh at all my jokes, even if they weren't really that funny. And give me attention even if I wasn't giving it back. And I have a tendency to make friend groups like me. Not on purpose, you feel me? Like, I'm not a fuckboy on purpose. But I realize that I'm a fuckboy. Because it happens. And that, to me, is another ego boost. So I'm like, a whole friend group likes me. I must be fucking hot shit. For all this whole friend group to like me. Enough to want to go out with me. And that's happened more than once. And I'm not really proud of it, but I'm proud that my personality can do that to somebody and that my looks can do that to somebody but I don't go out of my way to fucking homewreck people and like ruin their whole fucking friendships like I don't do that on purpose you feel me? but it's happened and you know I can't really do anything about that because it's not me it's like if I offended somebody I'm not gonna go apologize because that's them at the end of the day and I'm not gonna control your feelings and I'm not gonna baby you you feel me? like that's all point of me babying myself because I've been hurt I hurt people shit happens I live and I learn just like you live and you learn I can't hold your hand through life so I've been focused on that fact that I've made multiple friend groups like me 
in a romantic way. And I'm like, that's a very much an ego boost in my book, you feel me? Because if all these people like me, that's pretty fucking dope. Like, I really didn't find myself to be that attractive. But I am really fucking smart, you feel me? I do go after my dreams. I'm very ambitious. I'm very driven. And I'm very hopeful. And I'm very, like, playful. Like, if you know me in real life, I'm, I'm somewhat of an annoying person. Because I play too much, you feel me? Like, I'm, I play too much. And I know how to have fun. But I know when to be serious, you feel me? Like... If I were to look at myself from the outside perspective, I would look at myself and be like, that's somebody who you could marry. And that's where I'm getting at with all of this. And with these stories. I look at myself and I'm like, I could marry myself. And not in a cocky way. Like, if I was a different person, I'd look at myself and be like, that's endgame. Like, I'm somebody who you can grow with. I'm somebody who you could laugh with, play with, work with, be serious with. And have both sides of the spectrum. I'm somebody who can fucking black the fuck out (laughs) on New Year's. And then the next day, get up, put on a fucking suit and tie, and go to work. And be driven to leave work and chase my fucking dreams on on top of the fact that I'm already going to work. And I have my priorities set. Like... I try my best to have balanced days where I don't drink too much, too much soda and days where I drink a lot of water and I try to balance. But at the end of the day, I know that I'm 20 fucking three and I got time stacked on me because I'm not somebody who has been eating unhealthy since day one. You feel me? Like when I was a kid, we didn't have soda. My mom didn't buy a soda at all. So, I'm not somebody who's, like, at risk for, like, major serious conditions. And because of that, I kind of ride my wave, you feel me? Like, I ride the wave of being healthy because of the way that I was brought up. And being athletic because I myself really enjoy sports. So I go out and do things whenever I can, whenever I want to, whenever I feel like it. Which I can't really do stuff now because it's constantly fucking snowing where I live but when it's not snowing when it's summertime I'm outside all the fucking time I love the heat for the fact that you can be outside all the time and if it's I don't like when it's too fucking hot because then I can't fucking breathe outside but I like when it's nice and warm and you can wear short sleeves because that shit's fun to me but getting to a place where I've been through the fucking ringer through shadow work and getting to a place where shadow work is kind of like you are going up this mountain and then it plateaus, right? Like kind of like when you go working out and you hit this peak of weight you've lost and then it plateaus and then you just stay the same weight. That's where I am. And so it's not really like escalating. It's not going up and down, up and down, up and down. It's at a place where it's stable. And I'm like, you know what? This is great. I'm glad that I did this because it brought me back to myself and it brought me back to a stable, stable place where I can look at myself for the truth that I am. And I'm not the best fucking shit in the whole fucking world. But I'm also not the worst shit. And I have facts and evidence to back that shit up. Because at the end of the day, I'm not 
I'm not a really awful person. Like, I'm not gonna go out of my way to fucking seek revenge on you. Like, if you did me dirty, I'm not gonna go out of my way to be like, let me fuck with your life. Let me fuck with this. Let me fuck with that. So I don't really care. You feel me? And I'm not the above and average good person just because good people get taken advantage of way too much. And I'm not going to be taken advantage of anymore just because that shit's grimy to me and I don't have to be nice if I don't want to. So, yeah, that's where I've been at in my own shadow work. I'm at this point where the shadow work that I really had to work through was kind of my own self-idea and how I look at myself because that's where it was really I was really blind. Like, I didn't know my potential, I didn't know my greatness, I didn't know my strength, I didn't know my love, my kindness, all this shit. And now that I'm at a place where I'm looking at it, I'm like, holy fuck, like, I'd marry me, I'd be my business partner, I would do a bunch of shit with myself, I'd be my best friend, like, I am my best friend. Don't get that fucking twisted, because I am my best friend. But if I was on the outside, I'd want to be my best friend. And I'd want to be married to me and I'd want to be my business partner and I'd want me on my team and that says a lot because I have really high standards and the reason that I have high standards is because I have a high place for myself in my eyes in my mind I want to be I don't want to be important I don't want to say important because important gives off the wrong idea but it's like I want to be in a place where I feel it's like nice, you know, like really comfort comfortable, like the best way I can describe it is like a hammock, you know, like a hammock is really cool, it's really chill, it's not like the best chair for your fucking back, but it's not the worst, you feel me, like it's nice, you can lay in it, you can sit in it, you can have multiple people, you can party on that shit. But it's not that fucking serious of a chair, you feel me? Like, it's a very leaned-back chair. And that's where I want to be in life. I want to be, like, chilling, but also really cool. And, like, in a place where it's not that serious. Like, it's very playful energy. But it's what it's supposed to be. Like, kind of like this podcast. Like... This podcast is basically my fucking dream, you feel me? Like, a podcast is cool, but it's not super important. But it is important to my listenership. And it's important to my babies, my fans. And I get to do what I want with importance, but also leeway. Like, it's like an in-between of being important and not being important, you feel me? And that's where I see myself already. Like, I see my personality as, like, I'm smart, but I'm also dumb. And I'm really nice, but I'm also not nice. And I'm really mean, but I'm also not mean. And I like that in-between because that in-between is existence. You feel me? Like, I've mastered my existence and who I want to be as a person that exists. And I don't know, it's just really ego boosting to be like wow I'm exactly where the fuck I want to be and it didn't take long at all like it didn't take it only took me four years that might not that might seem long 
but that time went by so fucking quick. Like, ridiculously quick. And just that whole picture portrait that I painted for myself over the years, it looks fucking great. It looks sick. And I can't wait to post podcasts every day. Like, every day I wake up and I don't fucking hate my existence. And I'm like, holy shit, like, I've gone so far. <laughs> like, I was a really angry person, a very depressed person, and now I get up and I'm like, hey, I'm alive. This shit is pretty cool. I get to play video games today. And I get to a point where I can't wait to get on my PlayStation because I have this one friend that I continuously, like, play with. Like, I play with this one person almost every single day. And it's been this way for a few months now. And I'm excited to get on my PlayStation and play with this person. And I'm excited to post videos and content on my social media because I'm like, this is helping somebody. And I know it is because people have literally asked me questions about these specific topics. So I know that it's helpful. And I might not know how my life is going to play out, but I'm doing exactly what I want. And I'm having fun. And I'm getting paid to do all of these things. And I'm starting to really believe in myself. And I'm starting to see myself for what I tru truly am. Which is not too bad. You feel me? And that's like... I obviously need to be more cocky in the sense that like I'm not too bad. Because I'm above average. And I've gone into this place where I'm like, damn, I'm awesome. And all the things that I'm doing, awesome. Because I'm doing exactly what I want. And what could be more awesome than having a life where you do what you want and you know the finish line. And you're running towards this finish line with hope, with joy, with springing your motherfucking step. And I feel like that's why I wanted to speak on shadow work, just because I'm like, I'm at a place where I'm like, holy fuck, this shit's plateaued. Now I can really give insight. And I feel like my guides really, they talk to me. And they tell me when it's time for certain things. And they do this through people. And what could be more fun than talking to my guides through people? Nothing. At least for me, because I like, like, one-on-one -on -one shit. I'm a very personal person. <laughs> and, yeah. And I just, like, I'm really hopeful for the future. And I'm like, I can't wait to experience this. I can't wait to experience this. I can't wait. I can't wait. Because I got to this point where I'm like, I already experienced everything that I want to experience. So, I feel like every time that you have a crisis in your life, it's to redirect your goals, your dreams, your aspirations, what you want. And it's like, I'm born again. And that sounds really weird, because obviously I'm fucking 23. But it's like, I'm a baby in the sense that I've never experienced having my own careers. I'm a baby in the sense of, I've never experienced what it's like to be in a relationship that's really, really stable. And where you grow together. And I'm a baby in the sense of, like, I don't know what it's like to, I don't know, buy my own groceries, which I mean I have, and I've had my own, you know, like I paid bills before, 
but I've never gone to a place where I have to like sign a fucking lease and sign for all these things and that is exciting because I have stuff to look forward to and before I wouldn't look forward to those things because I'm like ugh, spending money but now I'm like I have money I'm getting money through the things that I love and what could be more exciting than to spend money my own hard hard work earned money through all these things through all the things that I want like I want to buy an electric car and I'm saving for an electric car and that's exciting because I've never gotten an electric car like I've had regular cars and I've driven regular cars but what's gonna be more exciting than having an electric car nothing absolutely nothing because I'm gonna be in this car and I'll be like damn this shit doesn't run on gas you know how much money I'm gonna be saving amazing and yeah anyways really hopeful for the future and the fact that I'm making money through a podcast and I like to say that in real time even if it's not enough for an electric car you feel me because it's happening and I'm making this shit happen and that's why I call you my babies because you're the reason why I'm able to have this hope in the first place even if only one person listens to this because I only have like two consistent listeners (laughs) and that's why I say you're my babies and that's also why I do readings and chats and why I put services on you know I made services available just because I helped myself and if I can help myself I can help other people and those other people can help other people and it's like a chain reaction and I think it's really deep that one person can change the world even if it's not not a tsunami you feel me even if it's just a domino effect it doesn't have to be a tsunami is what I've concluded because it'd be kind of egotistical for me to be like I'm gonna buy earth and I'm gonna be king (laughs) you feel me like it doesn't need to be that serious you can change the world by helping yourself even if that's just one person anyways that's where I'm gonna conclude this because I don't want it to be too long and yesterday's was really long so yeah I hope that you have a good day a good night whenever you're listening and I hope to see you in the next one peace